Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From the world's first officially recognized sim racing group, it's the Tora Radio Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the world, to the Tora Radio Show, episode 19 of our 2020 season here on RadioLamal.com. It's U.S. week again, so I am, of course, Ben Williams, president of Tora, and I am, of course, joined by my ever-fateful companion, Louis Satterley. How are you doing, Louis? Doing good, Ben. Question: Do you, do you feel that? I, I I think I do. Do you feel what I feel? I, I it's it's nice and cool while yes. the heat index outside for the last couple of days, at least here in Florida, has been over 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Has been uh, that's roughly, but yeah. Well, that's roughly for anybody who's going by centigrade or Celsius or however you want to say it. it mm-hmm. It's not American. Um, it is a hundred. 110 roughly equates to about 44 degrees centigrade. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm able to sit inside, and I got this thing called air conditioning. It's yes. great. Yes, air conditioning. I highly recommend it. It's amazing. It is highly recommended. Yes. <laughs> uh, Please pardon our quick jabs at our UK colleagues. Yes. So, welcome to the Tour Radio Show. We do occasionally. No, talk really, about... don't forgive us for that. That was cruel. Yes, that was. We're better than that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not. Lord, I apologize for that. Anyway, um, welcome to the Tour Radio Show. We do occasionally talk about sim racing news. On tonight's program, it's actually very sim racing news heavy. Uh, there's been a lot of developments this week, and I'm not going to say has. whether they're good or bad yet. You'll be able to tell it as we continue on in tonight's program. Ben, ben, in fairness, whenever there's a lot of sim racing news, we usually tend to harp on the negativity of it. This is true. But we'll try to sprinkle in some and positivity. And sadly, it's needed. Yeah. Don't get heavy, Louie. <laughs> I'm going to get heavy. It, it, yeah. It's happening. All right. It's happening. So to, to start off the show, um, we're going to actually pick up, pick up where... Matt and Jordan let off last week talking about the Assetto Corsa Competition Console Edition. As they said last week, there's been some teething problems bringing over a game that's very sim-heavy like Assetto Corsa Competition um, over to a gaming console, which, while the current generation isn't as quite as powerful as a modern PC is, the next generation shouldn't have an issue running it if I remember their specs correctly. Unfortunately, though... Yeah. Unfortunately, though, this is what we have. Um, Assetto Corsa Competition A runs at 30 frames per second, which, if you are familiar with video games, is not ideal. Um, Most of the graphics have been tuned down significantly, but the silver lining is that the physics engine from Assetto Corsa Competition PC version has remained intact. But there's still some other issues as well. I'm sure yeah, they did talk about the wheel issue um, in last week's show. Um, Depending on what kind of steering wheel you have, it may or may not communicate with the set of course on the console. Um, The quick fix that I... If I'm not mistaken, you... Yes. You are having an issue yourself, Ben, if I'm not mistaken, with the Thrustmaster? Or... Yes. Um, my Thrustmaster TX, as lovely as it is, um, is a bit of an older wheel. My issue mainly was that all the buttons on the wheel worked itself, but when I started the game, the wheel would actually like turn off. I could still use the buttons, and when I tried to drive, the pedals didn't work either. So the hotfix that I've been using that I had to... like research how to do this in, um, on the internet was that you have to start the game without your wheel plugged in which is an issue for Fanatec since um, apparently with Fanatec you have to actually have the wheel plugged into the console before you even turn it on um, 
But, Which generally everybody already has that to begin with. Yeah. Um, at least this is what worked for me. I literally have to plug the wheel into my Xbox after the game is already started and loaded and is on the start game screen. Huh. Yeah. It's a bit odd. Um, it is odd. I'm pretty certain that um, Kunos is uh, aware of all of this. Um, they did release some developer feedback after all of this. They talked about um, the Intercontinental DLC codes. Apparently some people are having some issues with the pre-orders of that. Luckily, that wasn't one of me. Um, so, so to me, what this is all sounding like, just to give my opinion on it before you carry on too much longer, this all sounds yeah. like a computing issue with consoles. Pretty much, yeah. So I, I don't necessarily say it's... Well, it is the de- game developer's fault because they have dumbed it down enough to where it just barely works. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that if they dumb it down any worse, it's not going to be enjoyable to play at all. This is Which true. is borderline that from what I'm gathering from other people. I have personally have not tried it. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, from everything that, everything that I've seen graphically from it, it looks like it's from Gran Turismo 2, which that is... Two, three game generations ago. Yeah, I mean that's back. That's over fifteen years old. That's well before Forza even came out. Yeah, um, um, he, I, I'm kind of agreeing with it with you on that one. When I, mean, I it's great, great that the physics are the same, but yeah, I think you're mentioning bandwidth issue or the frame rate issue. Sorry, not bandwidth. Frame yeah. rate issues to where you go to compensate for the car doing it, and because the frame rate's so low that it overcompensates and you end up being in a bad accident, which at that point that is frame rate. Yeah. Um, That was exactly the next point. When I got everything working, it was like the the physics felt the same from the PC version. Um, The cars reacted the same. Um, The breaking points were pretty much the same. The only real difference was that if the car would start to slide or understeer, you literally have fewer frames to be able to see that and react to it. So you would either understeer off the corner or you would just spin out uncontrollably almost. And I know that I'm in good company when I say that because when a Bonpan GT driver who goes by the name of David Perel agrees with me, you know you're in good company. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, wheel compatibility is definitely a hot topic, according to Kunos. Um, their development team is looking um, into that as a priority, um, contacting the wheel manufacturers to see if they can get that ironed out and figured out as quickly as possible. Um, they did say, though, rest assured, we see and hear you. Well, that's reassuring, I guess. That is very reassuring, because how many other game developers, meaning all the rest of them, where you can have an issue like this all the time, and they'll flat out tell you, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Which, sadly, happens more often than not. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the developer yet, because I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> well, there's more than one. Yes. Um, and in fairness, there's a big one on PC that's been guilty of that a lot lately as well, which yes. is starting to come to light, and a lot of people are getting turned off by them. Mm-hmm. There's also been some reports of the already pretty low FPS dropping. Um, something I've also noticed is that whenever you're in the garage doing a different livery, that the game literally operates at like 10 frames per second. It's kind of off-putting. It is you've a little... Played, yeah, you've played the um, Assetto PC version, haven't you? Yeah. Yes, okay. absolutely. We did the hot lap thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm talking about whenever it's that garage screen? Yes. Yeah, it's literally like 10 frames per second whenever you rotate the cars in that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that, that was kind of an issue. That, and that's what the, what that's the record... like spin it and wait 15 seconds and hope like heck the next image you see is the angle that you wanted. Yeah. What the record also showed that I am playing on an Xbox One X. So, I'm supposed to have fancy 4K and whatnot. It's... Like, the um, the One X is supposed to easily handle the game and things like that, and I'm still having issues. Um, there have also been some other issues with the review editor that people have been having that I haven't personally 
um, had, but people have been complaining about that. Um, multiplayer, apparently, it, there's been some stability issues server-side. Um, they're going to be looking into that. Private lobbies, yeah, no mention of when those are coming. And that's pretty much all they really I mentioned. thought they had mentioned that private lobbies were going to come out towards October. Um, I thought I had read that somewhere. I cannot tell you the news outlet that I, I saw that I don't think I remember seeing that, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong as well, but I'm pretty sure I saw something that said October Okay. with that. Yeah. Don't by hold us accountable large, on that one. By and large, though, it, ACC Console Edition has a long way to go to be able to stand up to its PC counterpart. It does, but if they continue to do what they're claiming they're doing, which is they're listening to us loud and clear, if they're going to continue doing that and they're going to listen to the community, it's going to go a long way. Because now you're going to start building up a reputation as like, okay, we did this wrong. We listened to the, what the people wanted. We're going to go ahead and fix that exactly how they wanted, and people are going to respond positively to that. Yes, whenever you launch a new item and it's going to come out as broken – We'll say broken effectively. It's not a broken, broken game, but it's it's broken to an extent. Um, if you come out with a future title, that's the same way. People are going to be willing to be benefit or patient with you and wait for you to iron things out and work with you. As opposed to where if you just come out with a title or it's essentially broken, you say this is wrong. Oh, okay, that's nice, but look what we got over here to get your mind off of that. We got this great new shiny thing that's coming out for this game over here while we're going to completely ignore that problem you brought up. Again, so we'll get to that developer in a little bit. <laughs> well, there's more than one. That's yeah, what I'm getting at. <laughs> I would be generalizing if it wasn't just only one. Yeah. Um, here is the sprinkling of positivity that I did mention. Apparently, ACC on the console edition on controller, if you get settings that work for you, it's very drivable what I've been told. I have not found settings that work for me yet, so I didn't exactly enjoy my time driving with the controller. I much more enjoy that, driving with the wheel. The, the other benefit of the doubt I'm going to give the developers a, a set of courses that, in both instances, they have created a PC game and tried to bring it over to consoles. Mm -hmm. Sadly, and history tends to repeat itself, it doesn't work. Yes, in my experience, and my just experience based off well. of everything that's happened in the past, it doesn't work. I give them full effort for trying, mm -hmm. but sadly, it doesn't work. However, if you want to take a console game that you develop over there and then bring it over to PC, it works beautifully. Simply because you get it as a console. I'm going to use a really old title for this. Is going to go back all the way back to uh, PlayStation One. Is a sports car GT made back in the late 90s, basically based around the North American sports car scene at the time, which was ran by somebody whose name I'm not going to mention because he practically killed North American sports car racing. But anyway, I digress. That game was originally developed for the console. They made a PC version of it, which was by far better with content, with graphics, and how the game handled. And nobody really bashed the game developer for that. Electronic Arts was at the time, which is also now known as EA. They did a pretty good job with that. So, it works yeah. the other way, but it doesn't work when you go, essentially, backwards. Mm -hmm. Anyway, on to some very positive Assetto Corsa competency on a news. Yay! We should start We should like start a drinking game for as many times as I said Assetto Corsa competency on a already in 15 minutes. Well, I think we need to have a drinking game for every time you say it wrong, too. I'm not even going to bring that up. Um, Two shots for wrong mentions. <laughs> anyway, um, ACC... we got the football match on. We're going to go ahead and take a shot every time somebody passes the ball. Anyway! <laughs> Welcome to the Torah Radio Show. We do occasionally talk about sim racing news. ACC... I love how you pause right there for everybody to be like, Oh, God, that'll be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, ACC, I say for the third time. <laughs> um, also, just, just call it that. Yeah. Save yourself some trouble. Yeah, also released two trailers showing off two, the first two cars from their upcoming GT4 pack, and there was much rejoicing. 
There was. There was much rejoicing. Um, we there have was. seen and heard beautifully, I should add, um, the BMW M4 GT4 and the KTM Crossbow GT4 cars. See, so, everybody keeps calling it the Crossbow. I see it as Expo. I, I see that as well, but I think that's because we're American. Yeah, that's that's American, which... Yeah. And in fairness, neither one of them have been corrected. No. I, I think it's Crossbow, because that's the name of the car this is based on. Albeit with one more wheel. No, I think the... Yeah, the real-life Crossbow actually has four wheels. Not the GT4 version that has yeah. a hard top, but the Crossbow road version has an open top, but I still think it has four wheels. What am I thinking of, then? I think you're thinking of the Slingshot. That might be what I'm thinking of. Which is made by Polaris, which is a North American ATV company, which I don't know if they have those over in... I, w- I would assume so. The other continents. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Anyway. We are. Yeah. Again. Um, also, here's the tasty tidbit. Um, at the beginning of both trailers, there is... Um, what's the word I want to use here? It's like a um, spinning wheel effect where you actually can see all the cars that are going to be coming in the pack that we... Um, uh, all the cars that are coming in the pack. Um, whenever you said it right it, the first time. Yeah. Um, when it <laughs> comes out in... I don't remember the exact date. I think it's in July. It's, it's next month. They, d- they did say July. Wait, wait a minute. Which... I'm sorry. No, we are in July. Sometime this month. <laughs> I forgot what day of the weekend was for a second there. Yeah, and so you go ahead and spat off the show episode number every week so you can try to keep the dates aligned and you still get them all mixed up. Yeah, well, I blame the pandemic. Anyway, um, so <laughs> because the internet is a thing, um, people have been able to slow down the footage and able to actually look and see what the car list for the GT4 pack will actually be. And I'm quite well pleased. I don't know about you. I, I am, actually. I was expecting a little bit more, but in all honesty, for what we're getting, it's mm-hmm. practically every GT4 car, past and present. Yes. Every notable one, I should say. And I'm actually quite excited to see it, to be honest. Yes, I am. So, uh, Ben, do you have that beautiful list in front of you so we can read these off for the listeners? Well, let's see. Um, oh, there it is. Okay. We have All the right. Alpine A10 GT4, the Aston Martin V8 Vantage GT4. Okay, hear. hold on. We got to slow, slow you down because that way people will be like, oh, yes, that sounds great. I was about to then say, you say the next I can one. hear Matt having conniption off in the corner somewhere. Um, well, you did say Aston Martin. Now, here's the question. Yes. Because we have, actually haven't seen the footage of it. The Aston Martin Vantage, is it the new Vantage or is it the old V8 Vantage? I'm pretty sure it's the new one because I don't – was there a Vantage GT4 before this most updated version? Yes, there was. Version? Okay. Yeah, there was. Not that I think about it. Because there was. you had the the GT3 version was known as the Aston Martin V12 Vantage, and the GT4 was the, the Aston Martin V8, V8 Vantage. Vantage. Yeah. The GTE one was the Aston Martin Vantage GTE. Yes. Please forgive Which me. Feeling, that there's a few that English that are going to sit there just already yes. got the crosshairs pointed right directly at my head to say that I said the GTE name wrong. Yes. Just um, got the Yep, there's the red dot between the eyes. Okay. Yes, um, moving on. Um, the Audi R8 GT4. The now that course, one I'm really excited about. Yeah, of course the BMW M4 GT4, the Chevrolet Camaro GT4.R. Because it's Chevy, they had to be different. I'm very much looking forward to that because you know actually the guy. the R thing is actually anything that is raced for general motor motors. Period. Yes. So it doesn't matter oh, if yeah, it's a C7 right. Cadillac yeah. or anything, C7R, and you don't say dot. Yeah. Um, Janetta G55 GT4. I think Which, the, I don't think we were expecting the Janetta whenever we initially covered this on the show when they, they announced it. I don't think that was one. I don't that think we they skipped. did, but at the same time, if the Janetta is a great car. To me, mm-hmm. it's the one that everybody makes for the GT4 
category. It sucks. But at the same time, as unthrilling to me as the car is simply because I just, it's bland, it's been there, it's nothing new to me anyway. It's a great car, but to me it's just no longer exciting. So if you, but at the same time, if you have a GT4 list and there is no Janetta, it just doesn't seem complete. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, moving on down the list, KTM Crossbow or Expo GT4, the Maserati Gran Turismo MC GT4, which again I don't think that was originally one that we thought we would actually would be getting in this pack. I, I was gonna say that one's rather unexpected because the only yeah. other title that I know of that has shown up in is Forza, and that's not really the GT4. That's the um, that's Super the Cup Turismo, car, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. the. Um, their spec version of the car. Anyway, right. Um, moving on down the list to ones that no one should be surprised by. The McLaren 570S GT4. Excellent. The Mercedes yes. AMG GT4. Also excellent. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time that car has shown up in a racing title. The Mercedes, that is. Um, I could be mistaken on the McLaren. I don't I think the McLaren has shown up in one, but for the Mercedes, I'm pretty sure this is the first title it showed up into. You know, for most of these, I'm pretty sure that this is the most, the first title that they've shown up in as well. Yeah, the Audi was one of them. The Camaro, it is not. The Camaro showed up in, uh, of all things, Dirt Rally 2.0. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, which that, that just doesn't make any sense to me. They have GT cars in that game. It's a little, mm-hmm. a little bizarre, but... It is what it is. It made it a unique aspect of it, and it yeah. did draw on a crowd M4 with it. They are quite popular, well, if I remember correctly. What was that? The M4 is in that as well, if I remember correctly. I don't recall. I do know the M4 is in iRacing. Yes, that is true. Hold on. I'm looking this up now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the last well, car on the list. Next the list, and while you're looking up, I'll give my synopsis of it. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I was telling you to go ahead and give me the next car. Oh, next car, <laughs> sorry, is the Porsche 7. Wow, that went over your head. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been a long day. Um, the last car in the list is the Porsche 718 Cayman Club Sport GT4. So, on that one, this specific model, that's all, folks. Yeah. This specific model has not shown up in a game to the best of my knowledge unless it is an iRacing but as last I checked that was just the Cayman GT4 Club Sport not the 718 Club Sport I believe either way we have had Cayman's GT Cayman GT4s in games past ideally Project Cars 2 and iRacing obviously and after that I don't think there actually was another one not that I'm recalling off the top of my head anyway, but still, it that's a fun, good fun car to drive. I yeah. will say that. Okay. Um, the answer was that I actually misremembered that. There was the M2 competition in Dirt Rally 2.0. Oh, it was the M2, not the M4. Yeah. Um, but the V8 Vantage GT4, the one that you were mentioning previously, is in that game. Uh, Camaro GT4.R. Ford Mustang GT4 was also in that, and an older Porsche. Yeah, the Porsche Cup car. Yeah. So, a notable car missing from this list is the aforementioned Mustang GT4, which I think that everyone who saw the pack thought, oh, that's obviously in there because of its prominence in British GT, and on this side of, of... the pond in the Michelin Pilot Cup Challenge. Yeah, and sadly it is missing on this list, but at the same time, by the looks of it, they're going off of what is on the European season yes. of cars that are in. So basically, the I'm not sure, I think there's two different divisions of GT4 in Europe itself. To the best of my knowledge, and I could be very well wrong, and I hope somebody does correct me on this, there is not a Mustang that is racing in the European Blank Pen GT Championship, or in this case, the GT World Challenge. Yeah, we'll go by the actual name of it nowadays. <laughs> yeah. That just goes to show you how used to 
calling it Blank Pan we were on that one. So, um, so with the other content that's coming out later on with British GT, I have a feeling that's probably where we're going to see the Mustang pop up is whenever that content comes out later on this year. That's what, what my suspicion is as well. Um, just because of, you know, it, it just seems kind of obvious that they would add that Mustang. Um, just because it is one of the more popular GT4 cars. So, definitely something that we'll look forward to. one thing I would be anxious to see about, actually, is if they ever do a North American World Challenge GT pack, is if we're going to get the Pano GT4 Avizano and mm-hmm. the Sin. Which, yeah. anybody who doesn't know what the Sin is, that is a nice little tiny niche car that is absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. Isn't there a Celine GT4 car as well? There is, you're right, yes. But they did the Celine Cup, which ended up getting postponed or canceled altogether for this season because of funding. But I believe, yes, they were making a Celine GT4 car. I don't know if it's shown up in anything in real life yet or not, though. Yeah. Big giant question mark over the head. Yeah. Let's see. Live action lookup. Yes, I, I am actively looking up to see if I can find this. See, this is where the downside of having two people on the show. we got to get the third back on, Ben. Yeah, I know. Uh, unfortunately, though, um, Matt Damon couldn't <laughs> Matt Damon. Oh, so actually, here we go. We're going to go ahead and get off topic. I'm going to go ahead and start calling you Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, today, all right. Because the other day, I saw something on Facebook. This is completely off of Sim Racing News, but I saw something on Facebook where the old movie Angels in the Outfield. Remember that? I think I was 10 when that movie came so out. So that is a baseball-themed movie. Matthew McConaughey is in there, and what is Matthew McConaughey's oh, wait, character's I'm name? I'm sorry. I was three when that movie came out. <laughs> okay, so anyways, what was Matthew McConaughey's character's name in that movie? Oh, I didn't even, re- I didn't even remember he was in that movie to begin with. I didn't until I saw him on there, and then I IMDb'd it, so I, I was absolutely curious on this. His name in that movie was Ben Williams. Well, how about that? <laughs> how about that? So, you're Mr. Alright, alright, alright. Alright, alright, alright. Yeah. Looking up some cars. Anyways, back on subject. Yeah. <laughs> um, we went off topic and no longer talking about radio. <laughs> I'm not able to find this. I don't know why. Okay, well, we're killing time, so let's yeah. continue on with the show before we get... Not yeah. even talking about sim racing, dude. So, um, like I said earlier, uh, the the GT4 pack for ACC comes out this later this month for the PC and sometime in fall 2020 for the console. So hopefully the console version will be a little more stable whenever that game comes out, or when that DLC comes out. It, by the sounds of it, they're wanting to do things the right way, so mm-hmm. I'm going to... Go ahead and be patient and give them the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Aha, I found it. There is a really? Ford GT4 racing in the Europeans. First, in the GT4 European series. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. The more you know. It's, it is a multimatic car, so that's to be expected. Well, of course it would be. Yeah. So, hmm. We'll get. We'll probably get it eventually. Um, we'll probably also get a Toyota GT4 when that happens because that car is also racing in that series as well. You mean a Z4? Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from no rebuttal from Mr. Williams. I won that argument. Yes, that wasn't exactly an argument. You're not wrong. <laughs> Super GT4. The lines kind of blur. Anyway, um, moving on to another um, game's announcement this week. Sully Med Studios has revealed the release date of the third installment of their Project Cars franchise. Oh, wait, they've actually released a date? I, did, I completely missed that, actually. Yes, they did. Ladies and oh, gentlemen, wow. this okay. is the part where if you don't want to hear negativity, you might want to leave now. Um, because this is going to get rough. I've got to be brutally honest. Yes. Um, Project Cars 3 will be coming to PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One starting August 28th. So, not that far out, actually. Um, something I have noticed definitely during 
2020 during all this weirdness is that we're getting games announced much closer to the release date or it just might be my imagination as usually usually with like with an F1 game they announce it in January and it doesn't come out until September sometime you know what I think actually you are you aren't imagining it because usually whenever a game like that comes out especially like F1 they start advertising it essentially from the start of the season yeah albeit the closer it gets, the more heavy they are on advertising it. But usually, whatever the next F1 game that comes out on Australia somewhere along the track side, you're going to see F1 2020 along the side. Well, we almost saw that this year. Yeah. Or you're gonna, next year's instance, you're going to see F1 2021. Yeah, exactly. It'll be there somewhere. you got to look for it, but it is there. Anyway, getting back to Project Cars 3. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so something that people have been concerned, including us here on the Target Radio Show, um, concerned is an understatement. Yes, is that Project Cars Three seems to be heading in a very arcadey direction. Which there's nothing wrong with a good arcade racer. I think Willie will agree with me on that. If as there long isn't, as it's done well, there there's nothing wrong with it. But... Yeah. But big time but um, anybody who remembers last year slightly mad studios was purchased by Codemasters, Codemasters yes which Codemasters came out with their arcade game of grid last year which anybody who listens to our show we when it first came out we ranted and raved about it it was good it doesn't hold your attention no but it does kill good time if that's what you're wanting to do with your game it mm. is very much arcade it is very repetitive of the same thing over and over again it's, that's fine if all you're doing is looking to kill time and just casually have fun yes the problem is is that now by the looks of it with what we're getting with project cars which by the way the cars is an acronym of community assisted racing simulation mm-hmm Emphasis on the simulation. Yes. Things we are have... getting farther away from that to where it is now starting to become more and more like Grid. Which yeah. if you're going to do that, you might as well not even try to have two different game titles of two different names if it's going to be the same thing. Yes. Now, Speaking... carry on with the rest of the news there, Ben, yes. because this is going to carry on to it. Yes. Speaking of Codemasters, um, I kept... Like, something that I expected, and I think I mentioned this on the show whenever it was announced, was that um, Grid is probably going to go away and Project Cars 3 will become their main, um, their main, like, track racing game that isn't F1. But, (laughs) um, I did see that um, Codemasters did release their blog which I can't remember what they actually call it, but it was like um, the Grid account uh, tweeted it and said, hey, check out this Grid news. And I looked and it was like, we're done working on Grid. Okay. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, great. I stopped caring about the game like seven months ago, but digressing. Um, Project Cars 3 has been claiming, though, despite our... And the community's initial, is this a sim though? Um, they keep insisting, yes, this is very much a sim. Well, they kind of stepped in it this week. Um, they released a developer blog, which, and I quote, <clears throat> it's confirmed that to not include any tire wear or fuel usage, and in turn, no pit stops as well. Uh, what? So. Here's where I'm going to get heavy on this one. I'm going to let you if go, you go to any of the, If you go to any of the forums, you're going to see a lot of people that are advocates for sprint racing, and they say that pit stops don't matter in sprint racing, and that changing tires takes away from it. These are the people who, who are diehard anti-endurance racing and are all about sprint racing. That's fine. I get it that a lot of sprint races out there, you don't change tires. But what does happen in a sprint race is the fuel tank gets lighter causing the handling characteristics of a car to change altogether. 
tire wear still is a factor, and you still have to manage your tires. Otherwise, you're going to burn them off, and you're going to have no grip at all. Okay? So that aspect of it is completely washed away, and you can no longer call yourself a sim if you're not going to include fuel usage or tire wear. And the best part about the whole thing is that they're still going to have dynamic weather on it, and you cannot change your tires. But magically, while you're on track, if the track goes from dry to wet, your tires magically turn into rain tires. If anyone Again, thinks that sounds familiar, where's the does sim that. aspect of it? Yes. And here's the other thing, is that they also included that there is no tire temperature concerns whatsoever to where you no longer have to worry about the tire pressures that you have to set, the caster or camber angles, that it's all basically going to be a perfect tire setup no matter what you do out there. Again, where does the sim part come in? You are no longer a sim at that point. And then if you listen to the acronym of CARS, like I've already said, Community Assisted Racing Simulation. You are no longer a sim simulation. And last I checked, nobody in the community, if you go onto their forum, said, hey, we want this. So at that point, it becomes a developer-assisted racing. So it's a car. Or actually, it's a DAR. It is a DAR. Because you can't use simulator and Project DAR. anymore. Project DAR. I've been jokingly calling this game Project Grid for Speed 3. Just because of slightly Matt's history, the kind of the overall look of it, and the fact that it's just going to become grid eventually. And this is kind of confirming that point. Um, do mm. you remember pitting in grid 2019? I don't remember 2019, pitting. no. Um, actually, what was it? Actually, none of the grid games you were able to pit into. Yeah. But at the same time, none of the grid games claim to be a simulation either. This is true. Um, the closest one that, and I'm just going to go ahead and th- throw this out there. To be honest with you, Codemasters, when it comes to the grid games or any of them like that, when it comes to Toka and grid, because that essentially is the whole franchise altogether, that whole side of Codemasters went downhill as soon as they took over the F1 franchise. It was great for F1. I appreciate the F1 titles that are out there, and they're doing a great job on those. The sports car fans, they have had to suffer because of it, because when he went to Toka, which eventually became more of a GT-oriented touring car type of thing, it was great. You had two birds with one stone on that one. And then you got the F1 contract, you came out with Grid Autosport, which was the first one to not feature pit stops. Actually, none of them did, so the very first Mm -hmm. Grid didn't have pit stops, but that was a completely different aspect of it. Still touring cars and sports cars, and you still had a day-to-night cycle, did not claim to be a sim. It was there to have fun, and it was different no matter what you drove. Grid 2, more of the same thing, but seemed repetitive as Grid 1. Then you had Grid Autosport, which was just absolutely crap. And then we got the relaunch of Grid, and there was just various Grid titles in between, but it just went downhill. Yeah. I'm. Follow me on this train of logic. I see Project Cars as kind of the hipster game in the sim world. Like, it's not nearly as popular as iRacing. Um, when you put it, compare it to, like, iRacing or Seta Corsa, I don't think it's nearly as popular as those two games are on the PC. When you look on the console, it's kind of non-existent. Like, they tried doing, like, esports um, tournaments there, but most of that stuff is overall, like, the people who wanted to compete in that kind of event was over on the PC, from what I remember. Um, so, Forza and Gran Turismo are still more popular than Project Cars on their respective consoles. So, it... it Project Cars, as a result, has a very dedicated fan base that, like all of the um, simulation aspects of it, like when I was trying to get my wheel to work with a set of Corsa Competizione, <laughs> I said it again, I had to literally... I was taking up, a shot, sorry. Yeah, I had to literally turn on Project Cars 2, which I hadn't done for like a year and a half, just to make sure that my wheel wasn't completely dead, because... It freaked me out, not going to lie. When I plugged right. my wheel in and it didn't work at all, it freaked me out. So I plugged it into the Project Cars 2 to see if it still worked. I ended up doing a race at um, 
the Indianapolis GP circuit. And now that I know I actually had to set up a wheel for a um, sim game, because I didn't back then, um, I had a, actually had a lot of fun with Project Cars 2's physics. You can chuck the car into a corner much faster than you think you can um, on that game than when you compare it to like something like ACC, where you kind of have to be a little bit more delicate about the way you do it. Um, just because of the difference of the sim models. So, whether or not Project Cars 3 is going to have the same style of driving, I don't know. But calling it a sim and removing... like The key essential, aspect of a sim. Yeah, key aspect of a sim. Like, the some of the most quintessential aspects of motorsport in general um, where races can literally be won and lost in the pits. Well, and here's the other part of it. I mean, it's not simply the fact that you no longer have tire wear or fuel usage. What really takes away from being a sim is that, yes, in a sprint race, you could potentially not have to change tires or have to refuel the car. But what you can do is set up your tire compound with however you want, which you cannot do in Project Cars 3 by the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. Nothing's been confirmed on tire compounds individually, but seeing how the tires will miraculously change from dry to wet when the weather conditions change and vice versa, I would imagine that tire compounds are probably going to change exactly the same, or it's not even going to matter at that point because you're not going to be able to set up the tires anyway and there's no tire wear. So at that point, it doesn't matter. But in real life, with what makes it a sim is that you could change your compounds, you could change your tire pressures, which affect the whole handling characteristics of a car, and your fuel loads, you can put them to where you just have enough fuel to skin by the, or just get by by the edge of your teeth or edge of your seat, whatever. The skin of your teeth, there you go, that's what I was trying to get out. I'm mm-hmm. trying to put too many euphemisms all in one. Just get by to the finish by the skin of your teeth and make it there if you just go close enough to the limit or you could just load it up with as much fuel as you want and just go as fast as you possibly can burning as much fuel as you possibly can down the straightaways just blowing the doors off everybody that aspect is gone and that is no longer a simulation and now it comes rawly comes purely down to the car and the driver i get that i get that that's a key priority but now you're taking the strategy out to where if you don't have the right car and co- driver combination, you're not going to win at all. Uh, I've just off the, been off the soapbox. Yeah, um, I'm not off the soapbox yet. I've just been reading through. I'm going to get um, back on it here in a minute. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, here I'll give you a hand up. I, I've just been reading through Project Cars 3's uh, press release through all of this. Um, there's some interesting little tidbits like. Um, basically, while you have no actual tire, uh, no actual wear in Project Cars 3, you get multiple layers related to the heat model. Flash, layer, tread, and so on. Okay. Um, flash is the elements which touch and grip the track surface. Layer is an, is an intermediate layer for diffusing heat energy, and tread is the core bulk of the tread rubber. Now, I admit I'm not an engineering person, and I don't know that much about tire physics, but um, I'm not really understanding any of this. <laughs> is it? Well, in your experience, does this actually sound like anything motorsport-related? or? That side doesn't bode well. I, that, that's all I'm going to say about it. That, yeah. I mean... Um, I scroll down further, um, talking about the setups. Of course, you will still have access to your setups through aero, brake tuning, weight distribution, ride heights, alignment, springs, stampers, gearing, and differentials as well, as tire pressures are all there, but we've made the... Made oh, you the still can't adjust tire pressures. Well, that's freaking futile. Yes, but we've... Let me finish. But we've made the options a little easier to engage with and digest. Which I know it's. I think that's kind of fair because Project Cars Two. I think you needed to actually be like an engineer student to understand all that. Um, 
We know that in Project Cars 2, the differentials were extremely complicated. Um, they talk about how they simplified that, where it's pretty much just preload, um, Excel, Excel, etc. Something that I've also noticed is that um, everything's very driver centric, if that makes sense. That, so it's that like was literally the whole point of them eliminating the fuel and tires. I yeah. Mean, I mean, they literally I, I, just wanted to be about the driver, which, again, like I said, it's no longer about how you could set up your car, which tires have a huge key part on that, because their tires are going to be perfect every time now, mm-hmm. and there's going to be no more strategy involved. It's where you now officially will only win if you have the fastest car that day. And it's no longer a matter of you can, sh- yeah, we don't have the fastest. And you see it in real life as well. We don't have the fastest car, but we could possibly get up there in strategy. Yeah. They have effectively removed all strategy. There's no strategy at all. Yeah. There's no... Which takes away a simulation. Yeah. You're not a simulation anymore. Stop advertising it as a simulation. It's not. Right. <laughs> now that we've kind of raged against Project Cars 3 for... Oh, I'm still not done. Oh, you're still not done? Please okay, continue I'm then. I'm done. Okay, I'm okay. Done. Actually, because okay. the point that I was going to make is long gone in, in the past, and I'm not going to harp on that. So yeah. Anyways. Anyway, again, those Project Cars 3 will be available on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox One starting August 28th. Will you get it? I don't think we will. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm probably going to go ahead and get it. That way, I can really rip it apart if it is exactly how we just described it. Mm-hmm. And I. I don't. A big part of me wants to say that I'm absolutely going to be wrong about everything that I just said and that I'm really ticked off about. But I have a feeling I'm not. Simply mm-hmm. because if we go on to the developer blog that they released and they go through er- practically everybody that has had a hand on this car, they literally talk about how the tire wear is not a key feature on that, that you don't need it. And based on past experience, anytime that the whole company is harping on that one thing, that is going to be the one thing that draws the whole game back. Yeah. I don't know if I can rationalize um, shelling out 60 bucks for this. Because I have a feeling that I'm not going to play it I would it just simply often. give a review on it. And t- to be honest with you, with what they've done, I don't really want to spend the 60 bucks on it to give a review on it. Because to me, with what they've done, Slightly Mad doesn't deserve anybody's money. Yeah. that That's my opinion. The only... That may be incredibly harsh, but that's exactly how I feel about it because they are no longer listening to the community and they are no longer producing a sim like they advertise they are. Yeah. So that is false advertising in my eyes. Yeah, Project Cars 3's only saving grace for me at the moment is that my little internal Chevy fanboy is going, but C8R. So. Anyway. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating and it, it, like I said, whatever. I get it and I give... I'm going to be brutally honest again whenever I give my review because anybody who knows me on this show, whenever Project Cars 1 came out and when Project Cars 2 came out, I was absolutely overjoyed and thought they were the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. This now just instantly became, in my eyes, best way I could describe it, and everybody knows how hypocritical I am of Forza Motorsport. They have turned themselves into what Turn 10 Studios did, what took Turn 10 Studios to do in eight years Actually, less than that, even. Mm-hmm. We'll say four years. Slightly Mad Studios has managed to do it in half the amount of time. Yep. And anyway. Ian Bell, I know you're listening, and I know you're probably incredibly furious with us, but we're not wrong. Unfortunately, we aren't. And, and the only and the reason is, we... It'd be one thing if we were the only ones that had to share this sentiment. Look on any review, look on for- Facebook, dear listener... Look on Look anything on that is out there, and you will see everybody that is absolutely against this and are effectively telling Slightly Mad Studios you've lost a customer because of this. And, I mean, yeah, it sounds kind of petty, but what, like I said, you promised and delivered two great titles before, and you take basically from the top of a mountain and rolled right down to the bottom and sell something right down at the bottom. It's not that good. Mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> and like I said, I, I hope I'm wrong, but something yeah. tells me I won't be. 
Yeah. As per usual on this show, if we didn't care, we wouldn't say anything. Yeah. I mean, I we get, obviously care. I get it. I'm the cynical one on this show, and I'm brutally honest about everything. But that, I'm brutally honest simply because all these developers have delivered something absolutely spectacular and can build on it. And then they just go ahead and throw it right in the trash and try to sell you the garbage that they picked out of the dumpster mm-hmm. later on. All the name for sale. try to say it's better. Anyway. <laughs> so we'll just leave Project Cars 3 there for next week. Um, hopefully they will be able to... Uh, I don't know if they can turn this around, honestly. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that there will be some more Project Cars 3 news next week for the UK show to worry about. So we'll leave it to them for now. Um, if you're not tired from being on your soapbox. Louie, do you want to talk about R-Factor 2? Yeah, let's go ahead and get on to a happier note, shall we? Yes. So, uh, R-Factor 2 news. Anybody who goes out there onto the Steam Workshop will notice that there there actually has been a lot of oval tracks that are being uploaded over there on the Steam Workshop over the last couple weeks because I believe there is a serious modding group out there that are trying to get a NASCAR Xfinity series going and are basically releasing their track every week. Excuse me, trying to cool. hold back a belch there. A lot of good tracks on that aspect, but um, the biggest one that I think came out over the last couple weeks is the RSS community, which everybody who hears me talk about them before they came out with the awesome DPI pack that is that you can definitely get and have a whole IMSA grid if you go on and get that except for the Nissan DPI which I'm rather disappointed but they keep assuring they're going to make it so fingers crossed on that one coming out but they came out with the uh, F1 2020 pack that they have which the cars look good they handle good and then I happen to notice a little nuance on, of it because I happen to notice that I was driving a Mercedes and I got my doors blown off by an Alpha hmm. which was rather odd if it's supposed to be your life. And then I looked at started looking at all the cars and every car is actually exactly the same with a different livery on it. Now, so much for positivity. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's absolutely great mod and it's makes it great for a race league. Actually, if mm-hmm. you want to do this, because now it's no longer about who has the best car. It's now who, about the driver, which yeah. in this case, going back to what we were just talking about, I know we just, went off whole ran against it but for a race league that's strictly f1 f1 we all assume with you have the best car you're gonna win that's how um, it works and it, yeah that's how it works in f1 doesn't matter about pitch strategy at that point um yeah. but in this you can basically create a league to where it is all performance balanced nobody has an advantage nobody has an aerodynamic advantage and Lo and behold, you can choose your tire pressures and your tire compound and your strategy, and you could still go out and win the race, even if you're in a Williams. I resent that. Anyway, I bet um, you do, Matthew McConaughey. Anyway, all um, right. <laughs> yeah, now you're on board. Yeah. So, anyways, it's a great mod. The handling physics are great on it, so I highly recommend getting that if you're an F1 fan and you want to drive the new liveries, which actually they did just actually announced on Tuesday that they have already updated the Mercedes livery for the new 2020 livery they had with the black, which looks stunning Mm -hmm. for that car. Um, The other big news out of it is everybody remembers the Le Mans 24 hours virtual that was held on R factor two. Well, almost every single one of those liveries that were in that race, you can now get on R factor two. If you already have the content, which, if you don't have the content, now's a great time to go in there because R-Factor 2 and Studio 397 are having their summer sale. So we can get the Endurance Pack, which holds the uh, Senna McLaren GTR, the Orca 07, the BMW, the Porsche, the Corvette, the Ferrari. I think there's one I'm missing. And the Aston Martin. Get those seven cars, to the best of my knowledge, I think that's those seven cars, for 50% off as a whole pack. Which, if I'm not mistaken, normally each car costs about $5 a piece. You can get yeah. the whole thing for 50% of all of that. Yeah. So about 20 bucks, you're getting seven cars. Yeah. And Good since deal. He, since and you he, get a crap ton of liveries with it. Yeah. 
it, since he also since Lewis also mentioned that they're having their summer sale, the entirety of Steam, which is what many people use um, as kind of a store for PC gaming in general, is also having their huge um, Steam sale, which happens every summer. So you can pick up um, titles such as the Astro Mansion Project Cars 2. I literally picked that up for $9 last weekend. Um, they're... Um, I think it's like all the old Need for Speed Shift games are all like $5 now. Um, a bunch, like not just the Endurance pack for R Factor 2 is on sale. The GT3 pack is also on sale. The 4E pack is also on sale. The track expansion is always is also on sale. So if you have listened to the show and have thought, hmm, maybe I should give some of these games a try, now would be the time to do it. In fact, let me check on the price. Well, why you go on that, Ben? I actually have all the individual sales for R Factor 2 going on right now, actually. So you have the Endurance Bundle, like I just mentioned. You do get seven cars with it. So you got the Center GTR, LMP2, Orica 07. You get the LMP3 Norma with that. And you get four GTE cars, which would be the Porsche, the Corvette, the Ferrari, and the Aston Martin. 50% 50% off, which right now in U.S. dollars, that is $11.76. So it's actually even cheaper than what I said. Mm-hmm. You can also get the Formula E bundle, which includes the Gen 1 and Gen 2 car, and four Formula E circuits for 25% off, which roughly runs about 2120 over here in the States. Uh, you got the GT3 bundle, which includes 11 GT3 cars, and that is going for 1680 here in the States. And you can get the Kart Sim Pack for 50% off for 1139 and the Razor Pack for 50% off, again, $10 there. And then you have the whole track expansion model. Well, actually, it's not a whole track expansion model. 25% off on the track expansion model, which gives you the Sarth, which is the updated version that they just raced on for the Le Mans 24 Hours Virtual. The Nürburgring circuit that includes the Sudschleife, the Nordschleife GP circuit, and the giant green hill Nürburgring 24 Hours. You get the Monaco Grand Prix circuit, and you get the Sebring circuit. Yep. For 20 bucks. Yeah. I've also just checked this. Um, for a set of course of the original game from Kunos, you can have literally the Ultimate Edition, which includes all of their DLC for $10. That sounds like a good deal. So That sounds like a really good deal, yeah. <laughs> so anybody you... who's out there on Steam and is a sim racer, now is the time to go yes. ahead and get that. And if I'm not mistaken, the sales go all the way through to the end of August. I think that's... It's, I think that's what it is, yes. Um... I also just checked a set of Corsa Competizione. Um, the main game itself is $24, and the Intercontinental GT pack is $13. So, some good sales out there. <laughs> oh, and actually just came across this for other R Factor 2 news for the workshop. Anybody who goes on there and is a big historic F1 fan, there is a modding group called ASR Formula. They've been working on a lot of different stuff out there, and they're continuing on with – and they've nearly completed the entire 1991 season. Right now they are working on the Footwork Grand Prix card, which is soon to be released, and that will only leave them with the Lotus left to do for that season. Mm -hmm. So you can almost get the whole 1991 season of cars, which includes Schumacher inside of the Jordan when it first debuted, and you can also get them inside of a Benetton, and it's an overall – that pack is absolutely great to have even with the 10 cars they have now because the sounds are spot on and it handles absolutely beautifully. Mm-hmm. Louie, I might have to go buy R Factor 2 now. Yeah, you're going to have to. I'm going to have uh, to. You really should. Yeah, <laughs> you really should. Well, yeah. that's a call. And actually, believe haven't... it or not, and it's come to my attention that actually if you want a full-fledged, great Formula E experience, and I've done it as well, and Formula E doesn't really tickle my fancy either – it is absolutely brilliant on R Factor 2. I will say that. Yeah. Well, on that bombshell, uh, we've actually reached the end of the show. Oh, wonderful. Um, yes. That was a very long, slightly negative hour of actual sim racing news and opinion. It's, it's productive negativity. Is, is it, it, it is constructive criticism. Yes, we'll go ahead and go with that. So... Slightly Mad Studios, I know you're probably angry with us with our honest, brutally honest review of what you've released so far, but that's only because we know you can do better. Yes. Anyway, on that note, 
um, it's time to end the show. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can follow along with the show with us, hashtag Torah Radio Show. Um, see whatever events that the organization side of Torah um, is coming up with, and you should probably pay attention to it later. I don't know if anybody heard that in the background, but you know you live in Florida and it's summertime when somebody drives up and down the road and they're riding lawnmower like it's their own personal vehicle. Have you never been to Pennsylvania? Anyway. Um, no, I haven't actually. Yeah. You can also follow us on Twitter at the real underscore Torah. You can see all the uh, organization stuff that we do on Forza Motorsports and maybe some ACC content coming up soon. Just saying. Um, yeah, that's about brings it to the end of the show. Yeah, Let's keep that under wraps. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I hope you've had as much fun listening to the show as we do making it. Um, for myself and Louie, bye for now and stay tuned for On the Grid. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.